Welcome to Network Capital. Um, we are a platform that helps 100,000 plus millennials and Gen Zs experiment with their careers, connect with relevant mentors, and eventually build their category of one. And we do that by inviting some of the most interesting professionals to share some of their leadership principles and career trajectories. Uh, today, I have Farzana Haq. Um, you would remember her because she also wrote a blog for my book, The Seductive Illusion of Hard Work, and has been a mentor all along. Uh, she's just somebody who combines uh, grace, wit, and charm in a very interesting way. And I look forward to discussing some of the leadership principles and career ideals today. Thank you so much for being with us, Farzana. It's such a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Um, network capital is something I am profoundly um, profoundly passionate about and because you know when we were studying and when we were growing up and as young professionals we never had a peer-to-peer -peer connecting platform we didn't know what was out there I think uh, and I was telling this to my dad this morning is just sheer luck and hard work we got where we have but uh, I think when my boys grow up and for all of you and also for us right now uh, this is such an important uh, community because you know you get to know what all is happening around the world in terms of what would your profile and skill set match with so i'm very excited to be here i've been wanting to do this with utkarsh and for network for a very long time so thank you so much for having me uh, thank you for... to my home. so i'm doing <laughs> it from home you get to see bombay and you get to uh, be on my time today it's gorgeous like i i can tell from here I just like to say, even for your boys, right? Like I know them through pictures. I haven't met them yet, but we have a school. I would, you know, weekend enrichment program. I think they should definitely take a look when they have a free moment because we're really trying to help, you know, school children, young professionals, uh, and even mid-career executives really figure out how to build their category of fun. So Farzana, let's start from the beginning. Could you tell us about, you know, early days, what was growing up like and, uh, who were your early mentors? I think the family for everyone has been a is a huge influence, right? Whether um, it's me or you or anyone of us in the platform, because our earliest learnings is from watching what happened around us. Um, so I grew up in a house of teachers and freedom fighters and civil servants and everyone who's um, you know, now, because we have, when you look at hindsight and look at these great buzzwords, but these are people who are all doers. So whether it's my grandmother, my mother, my sister, Farhana, you met. Um, so I have been very, very blessed to be born uh, to a family of doers. You know, they've always also been very strong community builders, right? In their own, uh, in their own uh, way, in their own stage of whatever work and career that they do. Um, so I think my earliest teachers and hold good even now uh, are my parents, my sister, my uncles, and my grandparents. Uh, so that's a strong influence on my life. Then when I started working, you must remember it was 1999, I, started, I joined the workforce in 1999. So the pre-Google and the pre-fabulous social media days. So I was a woman of color in 99, an immigrant who was uh, 
convincing a very very strong white male industry right the well in the us and europe and stuff of you know how indian tech can transform the way they do business uh, so the the earliest memory of mine working was has always been that of a lot of struggle right because you're struggling with yourself you're struggling uh, with trying to convince a cohort of people and business leaders who you really look up to in a different way of doing work right and i think 20 years later if i look back now we all as a generation are facing the same thing because you're looking at digital you're saying even something like what we are doing now on three different time zones different media platforms would not have been possible 6 years back right right um so i think it's a it's a cycle of evolution every 10 20 years that we go through uh, so the early years of work were um, full of struggle uh, and you know people don't say that enough people think so what you see now which is very looks very graceful and calm and like very easy um comes with a, you know like a 20 years of intense amount of hard work that has gone in uh, intense yeah. amount of pressure uh, to balance off yourself and within yourself right of whether you should always know whether you're doing the right thing or not uh, and then you carry the you carry the brand of your organization uh, working for the tatas is a choice is a privilege and you know it, it is the first business house when people talk of india so you are mm. here you're sitting in the bay area the tech mecca and you're trying to tell them that this is a company out of india and they're going to do e business in 99 and 2000 and they they're like but aren't you people just supposed to be doing y2k and tech support and you're like no we can help you design technology uh, so my early years of growing up and growing up also within work uh, was of meeting some amazing human beings um and also being surrounded by amazing human beings who shaped a lot of my thinking a lot awesome. of my thinking could you tell us about some of uh, uh, the ways in which your thinking evolved and the way you thought of a sort of reach uh, rethought some principles what were the um, early conversations with those folks like so some you know uh, because of the confidentiality i can't name some of them but they've all gone on to become world leaders now you know some hmm. of them have gone on world leaders have gone on uh, to take on stage at a global level of even states and countries hmm. but these are people in 2000 early 2000 and 2001 you know when we were trying to we taking this box of laptop and roaming around the us and trying to tell them how to do uh, e business or trying to look at packaged software implementation you know which all seems very ancient right now but that time that was very cutting edge and vanguard of technology um and these are the people who had believe in that you know she is striving so she will make a mark you know there will be a change uh, in the way perception of either the indian tech space is you know this is this is a different era this is 2000 2001 just uh, at a time when um, indian tech was you know like making its space uh, in the global uh, arena and these people's belief in me was what i believed in you know as a young professional you are always self doubting yourself you are always second guessing yourself because you don't know better you know you've just out of college uh, you have 
a sheer nature of luck blessing karma whichever whatever we want to term that you are in, you are in a place right and you are supposed to be doing these things and you have had no background in that you have had no training college doesn't prepare you for that so places like what you all are creating today will give millennials who are getting into workforce middle management hear these conversation when we were there we didn't even know who to check with right you are in front of a office with a laptop and you presenting something you don't know how that goes you don't know whether you know you have this um in your head you have this entire prestige and honor of your country of your company and you need to do it right and these are the cu uh, customers that we worked with whose belief in me that the fact that you know they're trying to do this out of india and this will work first generation outsourcing end to end outsourcing mm -hmm. uh business transformation of of a division of a large brand um and that belief kept me going utkarsh that belief that uh, your hard work combined with someone's belief in your hard work and your ability to keep striving and persevering uh, was number one uh, second i consciously made um consciously made an effort to put blinkers on and keep working mm. so i had a belief that the more you work the more experience you will get right mm -hmm. so somewhere i think now on hindsight i was having it at my hands and you know i'm a i am from india i have i have no training in this i don't know how to sell technology i don't know mm -hmm. how this is going to play out uh, so in my head i wanted to work harder than anyone else in the room because i want i knew that was my one shot of getting it right mm -hmm. um so i think working very hard became a muscle memory so even today uh, friends and family joke that i work like an immigrant i really work like an immigrant even in bombay so i have been working all the time that i have to prove myself right that what we are doing what when i say yourself that whatever work or whatever product or services you're taking forth your vision your passion and your belief really is in that um so getting hard work as second nature was the second thing and the third and the most important thing was gaining incremental confidence along the way like yes. i would get the small wins uh, whether it's a small 100k project we won uh, in uh, g transportation system in a in a place in pennsylvania called eri in the december of 2000 you know most of my interviews will have that uh, for me it was a very big thing because it was the first project that i pitched and i sold for my company right uh, as as a young intern i was still an intern with the company um and the fourth was building a set of people within the within your company within your peers within your colleagues who would cheer for you when you win and when you fall they would just surround you so that you had the time and the ability to stand up brush off the hurt the dust and the blood and then keep walking um, right. i think that's the, that's the fourth and very important aspect of developing a group of very deep meaningful relationships friends within your colleagues and peers and seniors uh, within your work environment i think so. you touched upon two really important concepts one is psychological safety and the other was compounding that how your confidence essentially grew incrementally could you tell us a bit more about that and how can young professionals sort of uh, 
who might sometimes doubt themselves incrementally compound their uh, confidence and their ability to perform you know when people are getting into the workforce now to when it was even a decade back was a very different uh, it was is a very different space because the kind of information tools processes and apps that you have to just make your life better is 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 available right now right um so your your ability to perform so that for me these are all performance enhancing uh, technologies right uh, your ability to get information is more your uh, ability to reach out to a wider um, circle of mentors peer mentorship senior mentorship is very high so when you get to work you are much more confident than one we joined work right we came from a um, college of textbooks and exams and qualifying and getting some medals and just getting out uh, we had no we had no life mentoring so the first time i went to work i didn't even know how to open a desktop and sit and what are what are you supposed to do when you get mm. go to an office right mm. um when that's when you start from there and you are going um you doing every project every assignment as given to you with the best you can and you will fail the first few years are full of failures for everyone because the more you will try the more you will fail and the more you will fail the more you will learn and get up yeah right if in the first few years of your career you think you're getting everything right and you've had no failures then you need to step back and introspect that you know am i doing everything or am i playing it really safe mm-hmm. you know career as a professional it's all about optimal risk taking at every stage of your career right so when you are given a role in the first few years first few months of your career see how much learning you are getting from it and then what is the impact you are doing in that role or in that responsibility got it and every time you every time you win a kra and you deliver on whatever you have promised that's a confidence building step mm. because every time you deliver something mm. right and it could be a well written code it could be a well written manuscript so i was very proud when you were writing the book utkash because you know when if i had thought at your age if i could would could i write a book for me that was an impossible thought like you write a book when you have finished your career and when you become you know it it is almost these are the kinds of shackles you bring in your head right because you feel that at that stage in life there's nothing i will say to anyone that would be of value or of interest but when you wrote the book for me that was like a, an aha moment because i think everyone should do that every thing that you do and you deliver as i said a manuscript um a, an application a well written thesis a well thought through design in a product that you're working on right even it could be a feature these anything that you deliver to someone is confidence building because you've had the gumption hard work and diligence to not only put thought to paper and finish that activity see a lot of people um i was talking to i was talking to a group of uh, fabulous entrepreneurs a few weeks back when i messaged utkarsh and they like 
they will have all very happy on the success that you have and you as a person or something about farzana and a friend of mine say you know very uh, very aptly put in, in you know she was also there in this event uh, she said you know what you see of farzana now is 22 years later hmm. uh, it takes it takes anything of value to make or create takes a pretty long time right so always remember you are a work in progress and everything you deliver and that could also be just an excel sheet which you think you've done you've given it to your 200% or a great presentation or a great deck that you have delivered should give you the confidence that i have applied myself see yeah. when you transition from college to workforce workforce to middle management these are very very big tectonic shifts in your mental makeup mm-hmm. right the first few years of your career you should do as much as you can across a spectrum of um subject matters Got you it. should gain knowledge across a fun a, you know gamut of functions while keep delivering on each of them so by the time you spend a decade in your career you should have the confidence that you can pick up any industry any function and start delivering in that so the first decade of your career should be all about gaining as much subject matter expertise as you can uh, there is a very old saying in india in urdu and i'll tell you in english what it means if you have education or if you have knowledge that is a capital no one can take it away from you you can mm-hmm. sit under a banyan tree and teach someone and make a livelihood so knowledge gathering and gaining expertise on certain subjects should be your focus for the first 10 years roles um designations uh titles should not be a part of your play at all at any time in your career uh but definitely not in the first decade of your career first decade of your career should be you should be known for something Mm-hmm. like he delivered these things or she delivered these things right mm-hmm. uh, and that no one can take people can say they like you or they don't like you but they should not no one can ever doubt that you did this for the company for your group for your team whatever it is it's fantastic it reminds me of uh, an advice once i got from uh, satya nadella he was saying that uh, i have taken every job that i've ever had uh, as the most important job there exists and i thought uh, it was profound in the way that he was saying that it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you do it really well completed importance it deserves you'll be in 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 good stead so farzana let's talk about gender a bit because when you're in the process of uh, acquiring and being known for some things uh, many of our community members who are women say that sometimes they're not given enough credit for what uh, what they've do, done sometimes the credit for uh, the work that they have done is often taken by other people so have you ever faced that and is there some advice that you have on on this subject so i I'll, i'll dial it back to to home and then come back to this right sure. so give uh, since parhana and me so we we are a sisters household is we predominantly uh, a girls household till the my boys arrived my husband and my sons and then now it's a boys household it's a very different household <laughs> um so we grew up with the 
we grew up with the belief that anything and everything we can do right it was the gender was never a, gender has never been a a factor in your head the first time i actually encountered gender was when i started uh, selling technology in the in new york right 2001 2002 that's the time you went and that's the time you know you would see people um um it's almost cute right now but that time people would assume you're someone's daughter or someone's secretary you've come to take a time and um till the time you stood up and uh, you presented and then your team who was with you and sometimes they were mistaken for the boss and you were the secretary so i had these anecdotal um nuggets of uh, comedy or horror all through my career uh, but having said that in my head and generally not because i'm i have this conversation with someone who i'm talking to right now or with anyone but uh, gender has never played in my head mm-hmm. okay when i'm working so whether um you know i i think it was right after my nikah two days after my nikah i think before my reception i actually flew to oslo from bombay to sign one of the largest outsourcing deal we had with the largest telecom company in the nordics hmm. so i had mainly all over till here so i was mm-hmm. like i was right so no one in my cousins knew except my parents that you know i have actually the day the day after nikah i have flown out for this and i signed the deal because i've also um, been blessed with some amazing bosses throughout hmm. um and they told me you don't need to do this but another boss of mine said you have worked for 18 months on this deal and this is going to come in the you know norwegian paper it's a very big deal right i want you there to sign this i want people to know that this is the person who worked on this and i landed and we signed the deal and i came back and um it was very celebrated within my home after a reception when everyone came to know i'd want to do this um i'm sharing this because it was such a sweet gesture of a boss to say that i know it's important but this will be recorded in history we can't change you know we couldn't change those days for various reasons um and i want you to be part of that history so some and you know if you if you have worked with heart you know i think as you grow older you get more uh, spiritual from a term of saying some things are destined to be right some things destiny has in plan for you uh, and you have to be in the moment and seize it i never thought or even mm-hmm. my husband at that time never told me are you serious are you really you know like flying to oslo to come back in less than 48 hours for the reception and i have had very supporting family and teams and one of them is here uh, and he's the seen this journey they've been a part of this entire journey uh, even when i had a very difficult twin pregnancy i worked through it all mm-hmm. uh, i would travel 20 days a month across the across the globe i did it because it mm-hmm. made me extremely happy doing this utkarsh yes. and anytime i felt that no as a woman would this be stopping me or am i doing it to say that women can do it or no i just did it because i was happy 
if there was mm-hmm. ever a medical reason or a health reason anything then you know whether it's a boy or a girl you would take your health as important uh, as priority but i think i was blessed enough to be able to do these very important milestoneic things in my career because i wanted to do it and i was happy doing it uh but what happened on in in this entire journey was a lot of people got inspired a lot of uh, my uh, junior colleagues who were part of my team who were part of my my leadership my business unit team would write to me lovely long letters and would come up and meet me in the corridors of uh, tcs in my offices and say you know you are an inspiration you did this we did, we should do it i said see you should do whatever makes you comfortable you should do whatever makes you feel strong secure and happy never do it to prove it to anyone right but when you work this hard you will not realize but you start making a tribe of your own right within your organizations within the work system that you do and people will start slowly supporting you very subtly but supporting you so once i had my kids i couldn't travel for a while right so the fact that my team supported me was a given but i had unimaginable support from my customers of course mm-hmm. customers around the globe ceos of clients of ours around the globe who said no take your time we will make this happen so i think gender sometimes can be our thought process right it could be the way we think of a gender role um having said that a woman's journey in her personal life and a professional life is her unique narrative you cannot say because farzana did this or x did this i can do this right or i or i should do this the only benchmark it is that if farzana can do this i can also do this because this is this is this is working class normal middle class indian or or a working class professional right who go to the right who go to colleges graduate join workforce and then rise up through the ranks but at every given role that i played my my only focus was am i giving it 200% and am, am i leaving a legacy behind that whoever hmm. takes the role from me or when when i pass the baton on they say she has she has really transformed the way this was earlier done and now we can take it to greater heights mm-hmm. whether you are whatever your gender is you should be very secure and safe in who you are and give it your best i see um thank you for that um uh, also a quick uh, note on your management style and uh, equal pay because these are two themes that uh, keep coming up one because as you mentioned it's equal pay day today or you know people to make sure that gender is not a role or a factor in uh, the way things are i i'm sure all of right now all of you all must have seen the economist the latest economist right nations that fail women fail themselves right have you all seen that that's the latest issue of uh, economist yes yes um, that's the september issue of economist and i think for 
for countries and for organizations now to say that uh, oh diversity is important is so 1990s because uh, this is the generation of equality um, i was very very blessed to be born where i was because my sister and i uh, were raised by my dad when my mom went to do her masters and her her phd and her future her, her higher studies um, so we grew up watching equality as the norm um, and when we joined workforce it was the again you know the roles i was given uh the opportunities i was given to work on was always a matter of my performance and my ability to deliver on those kiaris in the role uh i don't think at any point in my career or any conversation in my career i have had to uh or someone saying you can't do this role because there's a lot of travel or it is a long hours it was just um do this role and i i was um i was doing uh and delivering what i could at that stage in the role equal pay over the last few years has been uh, a topic very close to my heart because you know what if you are a household only of daughters right you have aging parents who looks after them so you can choose to be a wife or a mother right but you are born a daughter you there there is a um uh what's the i'm trying to find what's the good term for this you have to be a good daughter right there is there is no option uh there is no possibility of or oh, can someone else do this and to be a good daughter is to be able to look after your parents when they are aging and that means you need to have the resources both economic social and standing to be able to do that you should know if your parents have spent all their life in raising you you don't need to go to a husband or to a spouse or a partner saying can you help me be there for my parents i think one of the biggest duties as human beings that we need to do across across social standing across nationalities is being there for our parents aging parents and looking after them for me is is number one moral duty of our life and that will only happen if women are economically empowered and are able to do um able to contribute to the Uh, to a nation right so when you are working and making as much as let's say a son does the narrative automatically changes there is you know you don't you really don't need to do anything about it um the ability of a the ability of a woman to provide for a family changes the complete dynamics the way your mother has raised both of you reflects on the way you both are i have not met her but i know how she will be looking at and hearing about your brother and looking at you mm. right so when um, and when we were growing up i would uh, always hear my parents say that you know we would always want to be known as farhana and farzana's parents mm. 
I see. And it's very different with Karsh. You know, you when you grow up with with parents who have undying love for you, mm-hmm. and who genuinely believe you can move mountains and you know get, you know reach for the stars. It's a very different fundamental shift in your mindset, right? And I want that to be true for every parent around the world. That when you have a daughter. and when she's working hard to go to all the schools and colleges that her, her counterpart who's male is going to at the end of the day she also is able to get the best medical facility for her parents make the that bigger house that her friend does or the career what are the metrics of success we define today in society as um, and for me that is why equal pay day is very important that every parent is proud and genuinely happy when they have a healthy baby irrespective whether it's a boy or a girl because they know given all things equal all children will do well and i think a lot of uh, a lot of social evils will also get corrected uh, especially in the developing nations um, if we get this one correct that's really uh, important uh, farzana and uh, could you tell us some things that uh, corporate india or the corporate world can do to make sure that uh, we make tangible progress on this front i you know i uh, i'm a deep deep believer that uh, this is the time when corporates around the world uh, will say that performance linked metrics to roles right if you are performing at a level and b is the role you are playing this is the pay you get right so outcome completely result based um in my utopian idea you know you should even not have names written you know you wouldn't even know if that's a man or a woman who is playing that um mm. and i really hope that in my lifetime that we move the needle um that we have equal pay yeah and uh, and as i said and as i started you know for me it's all about being able to look after your parents uh, and no parent should ever feel that oh if i had a son i would uh, uh you know sometimes parents say sometimes parents don't say i see it in the eyes of lots of parents of very dear friends of mine um who struggle with um, asking their daughter for something because the daughter is not working she's raising her children she's out of the country she's you know she's mm-hmm. dependent on her you know she is not working she has chosen to raise a family um and i uh and i really you know i get very emotional about this but i think you know if you um see that every corporate does their bit on um, their fabulous companies now around the world from a paternity leave to uh, fostering even when you're fostering a kid you're not giving leaves and stuff there are lots of thing good things um, that have come out of global inc in the last few years but it's a, it's a it's a it's a journey it's a journey that yeah. we've all started on and i think as um, and I, i would take responsibility also as a leader saying that you know when 
uh, when any 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 uh, partner decides to just raise a family or something the other partner needs to be supportive of both sets of parents all everything of life uh, and when you have an equal pay that become makes it much more easier then it's not saying who is making more money who is making mm. less money whose career is important i think every career is important whether you are leading a company or you're just doing front office right it is your career it is your self worth right. no one else could define that for you i think there should be dignity and honor in labor any and all sorts of labor right yeah. work is worship should be something that we teach children in school and you should do that at the school that we are talking about yeah. that at a young age you should start working you should value what you do with your time very well said uh, farzana just like a couple of questions before we wrap up one is that uh, how do you talk to your children what do you tell them about careers leadership gender um your parents clearly played an influential role on you and farhana uh, out but being a 21st century parent as i understand is uh, quite no, uh, it's, it's very amazing because over lunch today this was the conversation to so my dad uh, we were doing a very large so saturday sunday is a large large family uh, brunch or lunch and i'm the, i'm usually the one cooking this elaborate uh, feast and i was talking to my sons and my dad looks at me and says you know you talk to them like adults you talk to them like you would talk to a friend hmm. and i i said abba so is that is it different from how you would talk to me when we i was at that age he said no i was i was more protective of you when i spoke to you in hmm. those age at that age right i was more protective of filtering information what i thought only you needed to know i would i was unconsciously ensuring that you know you had a safety circle around when mm. you talk to your boys you talk to them like you're talking to an equal mm. so you know i told them that this evening i'm busy i you know we usually they go for football and i try and play with them in the evening so i said no today when they remember you so i told you know this evening i'm having a conversation with him so i'm going to be very busy so one of my boys said but why can't we be in that conversation i said you i don't know what would you have to say that would be of value to the community so he turns and he says tell me what would they want me to tell them i said i don't know maybe out of your experience is there something valuable that as a young working person that they should believe in so they turn and they tell me that if they are ever in doubt they should ask alexa and siri the questions they should never be without any information so we are having this dialogue so uh it was like a, like i would talk to you right mm-hmm. and my and my parents found it um quite amusing that you know you talk to them as adults you talk to them as you would talk to an equal um so i guess that's that's different uh the other thing that is a lot more different is um accountability mm-hmm. um i think as much uh as independent uh parents made farhana and me um we also knew that they were going you know they had our backs right, uh, right. i what i do i consciously try and not look out for the boys i you know i consciously let them make a mistake uh mm-hmm. because i want them to learn at a young age um because this the, the world they will inhabit would be very different from the world i inhabited um also the world the commonality is that i grew up in a community i grew up 
um, I think I've said it somewhere, I grew up around the world because of the careers and education of both my parents and we were traveling all around the world with their careers. And everywhere where they, we went, we were part of a community, whether it was in the Middle East, the entire Middle East, you know, we, we soaked in that culture, that vibe, uh, or New York, you know, that vibe, early 80s, you know, it was, while we went in everywhere, we grew up always as a part of a life, of a community, of a neighborhood. And every couple of years, mom and dad would get us to India for Eid and Diwali and uh, stuff like that. Um, so that sense of community is what I'm completely doing, cut, copy, paste from my parents to my boys, because I think it's very important for them to grow up with relations around, right? Uh, a message from you or mamas and uncles and aunts. I want them to feel that they're accountable to a lot of people by the actions that they do. You know, this this uh, this thing of that I am just me is uh, doesn't work in our household. And I want them to grow up believing that they are a part of lots of uncles and aunts and how they behave will also reflect on this large community of uncles, aunts and cousins and stuff. But from, from learning, so when they're trying to read or they're trying to solve something or they're doing something with a puzzle or they're working on some project, right? I let them make a mistake and present that mistake. Right. And I let the teachers tell them that. Um, I don't know whether how far that's good, but it comes very organically to me to make them uh, do this themselves because then the boys get to get a sense. Aran says, Amma, I have not done this correctly. I must correct it. Uh, so I, I guess that I'm doing it differently because when they start working, knowledge is everywhere, right? They yeah. will be completely tuned in and will have to only stand on their own creativity, own ability to differentiate between right and wrong and a, and a deep sense of value and ethics. So I'm yeah. right now just focusing on the value and ethics and I'm letting them tumble over and make the mistakes and uh, get up. Beautiful. Uh, final question for Zana. First of all, this was amazing. I would love to have both kids uh, join the NC school. Um, any parting advice for uh, you know school students, young professionals, people who are um, you know having a challenging time coming out of the pandemic? Perhaps they have lost their jobs. How do they repivot and rethink their careers? Uh, you know, I will give. I will uh, not parting short. I'll give you five uh, thoughts that that I I have, and these would be not only leadership thoughts. Also, CEO thoughts, right? If you ever, mm -hmm. you know, a CEO is not only a designation that you get at an end point of your career or when you've reached a level. Uh, CEO is chief everything officer of your life. You are mm -hmm. going to be the hero or heroine of your life, right? So you have to think of yourself as the CEO of your life. Mm -hmm. You should be honest enough in knowing what you are good at what you can excel on and work on that strength. What you are weak on, you should have enough knowledge not to make a mistake, but get your team filled with those strengths which you lack. Right? Uh, always surround yourself with a team that is smarter intellectually, emotionally, in every way better than you because you will mm -hmm. learn from them. 
we spend more time with our team than we do with our families. So the, the, the investment you make in hiring fabulous, fantastic human beings as a part of your team, the better you will succeed in your own personal life. So your success in your professional life um, is a matter of absolute luck. I seriously mean, believe that. What you have control, I'm a physics student, right? So my, my life mantra is Y is equal to FX. So you focus on the FX, Y will come. What you can definitely control is the amount of hard work, is the amount of passion, is the amount of honesty that you bring into the work you do. And every work is important. You know, you cannot say that this role is just a middle role till I reach that thing. No. Right. Every role is extremely important for you to perform. Uh, fourth is you need to always stand by ethics and values, irrespective of what stage you are in your career. And if the cost is that you may fail and you will fall, fail and fall. But ethics and values in the long run are the only things you will be remembered for how you made, what impact you made in the role that you played will be what will be remembered. Not whether you are an A-plus performer and you got X bonus and the big car or the fabulous house. People will always remember how you left them as human beings, right? How much of a leader have you bought out in them? So invest yourself in even, even helping your peers succeed. Right. The more it gives me, and I think that's the way dad and mom raised Farhana and me, it makes me genuinely, it makes Farhana genuinely happy when people we know succeed. Hmm. I think when we succeed, we, we are yet to become that graceful and we, yes, we are very apologetic. That's something I'm working on. Like, you know, like, we would be like, no, no, this is gods and karma and all that thing we will say. But we are very happy when someone succeeds. And that's an ability I'm even teaching um, all my direct uh, reportees that you should feel intrinsically, organically happy in others' success because when others success, you will have greater success for yourself. Um, and finally, have a great, great career. Have enjoy yourself in the journey. There is there is no milestone. Believe me, you don't want to be that CEO at the end of the road that no one wants to talk to. No one wants to talk when you retire. No one wants to reach out. You want to be the fun, absolute, gold, world-class human being that everyone wants to be associated with. Whether you're intern, VP, middle level, the, the titles and designations should become irrelevant. You should become more than your job. What a fantastic uh, conversation, Farzana. We look forward to having you back with us soon. Perhaps next time with your kids, actually, I think it will be an interesting idea. It will be. To hear them, to hear them give you a theory of how the world is going to work right now. I'm, I'll be very interested, honestly. Let's do that. Thank you so, so much for, for sparing you. Saturday for us. Uh, we treasure this and look forward to having you back. Thank you. Thank you have so much.